Hi everyone, this is Ryan Wisner with Green Industry Pros, and this is the Grassroots Podcast. Today I'm talking with ECHO Vice President, Product Service and Robotics, Joe Fahey, to discuss the TM2000 commercial robotic mower. Joe, could you explain to me how this unit differs from some of the other robotic mowers that have been in the market for the past several years? There are uh, a number of robots that are available in the market right now. Uh, but they are primarily uh, smaller homeowner type use, uh, like around uh, an acre or an acre and a quarter. Sure. Uh, this product is unique in that it's commercial grade, and it can our the TM2000, which is our, our flagship model, uh, can maintain up to six acres. And it's also, uh, if you look at the robust build of the of the unit, you see that it, it's designed for commercial application. So, uh, you know, ideally, uh, you're looking at, at sports fields. Uh, it can maintain uh, large properties or, or corporate campuses. Sure. So that's that's the the, the type of uh, target customer we're looking for. Certainly, there are. Niche applications that uh, that we find that that have uh, a lot of grass that needs to be mowed, and so certainly it can it can fill that bill as well. Sure. Okay. And uh, you mentioned how it's similar to other uh, other robots that are out there. So how does this unit operate? Okay. <clears throat> it's uh, you know mowing robotically is different, and. First thing you have to do is wrap your head around the fact it's not the same. This is not your rotary mower. And rotary mower have the have the, the large blade, the vacuum deck. This is a completely different principle where it uses uh, this particular unit has five heads. Each head is about the size of a, of a trimmer head and has three razor blades on it. So it's basically it's cutting with 15 razor blades. Uh, the, uh, the thing is it's cutting every day. And so uh, it's just cutting off basically the, the, the one day's growth, and, and which is minimal, which sure. is uh, great for the plant, and, and uh, it has lots of benefits uh, as far as uh, uh, moisture and uh, fertilization. So it works on a random pattern. Uh, you know, people like stripes. Stripes are stripes are beautiful. Yeah. Stripes, stripes are nice. Sure. But uh, as with many things, and especially a disruptive technology. Uh, there are trade-offs, and if you could trade stripes for having your lawn look perfect every day, that might be a fair trade-off. Uh, if you could trade stripes for uh, not having to water as much, or maybe not having to put as much fertilizer, that might be a fair trade. So, you know, really, it, you have to look at robotic mowing just a little bit differently than what you're traditionally used to. Sure. So you mentioned that this is commercial grade and, and could be used on some of the larger properties. Um, you did uh, earlier demonstrate that it do, it will go around trees or something, and I mean you, it'll just bump into the trees and eventually mow all the way around the tree. Right, right. It has it has five sensors on it, and uh, actually five sonars, and so it's constantly scanning, uh, looking for objects that are that may be in its path, and so. Uh, in the zone that you're mowing, uh, trees, uh, uh, obstacles of, of, of that type, it can see them. Uh, when it when it approaches a tree, for example, it, it 
it slows down because it, it, it knows it's in front of it uh, and it will slowly tap it. There's a pressure sensitive bumper on it. Okay. And so when it when the bumper taps the tree, it knows, okay, I have to go somewhere else. Right. So then it backs up and, and, and takes another another path around the object. Sure. And uh, similarly, though, if there's beds or something, then you just do per, uh, additional perimeter wire around those. Correct. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, when you when you use a, a robotic mower, you you have to look at a property and say, okay, now is this is this a proper application? And uh, uh, if you have a, a bed, then yes, you you need to put the perimeter wire around it. And so, so the the robot recognizes that that's not where I belong, right. and just focuses on the grass. Sure. Okay. Okay. And that's that was the interesting thing is this is more commercial application. I'm familiar with the robotic mowers needing the perimeter wire. In thinking about a six-acre property, putting in a perimeter wire. I mean, are you getting to the point? I mean, I guess for a, a larger company type campus they would have the money for that type of installation because I mean what kind of cost comes into play when you're talking a, a six acre property right. uh, yeah when you when you think about uh, five or six acres and, and how much wire that is that that you do the mental math and yeah, that that does sound intimidating but it's not as it's not as much as you think okay uh, we've, we've done a number of installations that size and uh, maybe three hours Okay. And so it, the installation cost is not significant. Okay. Um, now, if you have lots of obstacles that you have to create islands and... Yeah. Okay, it goes from there. Sure. But but fundamentally, it is, it's not a significant burden. And it's and for something like this, is this something where again, this is where I wanted to kind of have this conversation with you is regarding, do you get the the, the dealers in installing these, or is it a matter of kind of switching that over to getting the contractors to be involved in the installation and and maintenance, and if if there is much maintenance to something like this? So. Okay, that's two separate questions. Sure. Okay. I I, I went a little <laughs> fast there. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't want to get those too too sure. confused. Fair enough. Um, Installation is the most important aspect because 90 plus percent of any issues you you have with a robot stem from installation, or mis you know misjudgment, or maybe the installation isn't quite right. Sure. And so, as a as a manufacturer, and this is our brand, you want customers to be satisfied. Sure. And so. We are absolutely insistent that any installation is done by a factory trained installer. Okay. Whether that's us or whether that's a dealer sure. who has who has gone through our, our training program. Right. Uh, that is crucial. Okay. And and we are here on for for complex installation, we can help you. Sure. Um, we're also on the other end of the phone. Right. Because we can, we can from Google Earth, we can look at the property. Right. And we can, we can recommend, you know, some of the things that you do. I mean, we're here to help to make sure that the customer is satisfied. Sure. Because, you know, things can can go awry yeah. if not monitored properly. So, so that's a big part of, of, you know, we're not just just selling robots. We're selling that the whole process. Sure. In okay. support. Okay. Uh, the next question was about about maintenance, yeah. right? And uh, you know the maintenance requirements are, are pretty minimal. Okay. Uh, you, 
there aren't many moving parts to begin with. Right. You, know, you don't have an internal combustion engine. Uh, you don't have a transmission. Uh, so, so it's it's electronics. Mm -hmm. And um, so, as I mentioned, there are there are 15 razor blades on it, and. We all know razor blades get dull over time, and sure. so, so, you know, once every month or two, you need to uh, change the razor blades, and that takes about 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, you need to um, just check on the robot from time to time, and, and look underneath, and you know maybe blow it out, make sure it's clean underneath. Uh, if it has a problem, it will let you know. It will it will call you to come hither and uh, and help it out. If, if for example, uh, an article is left on the ground, uh, you know a big branch falls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things happen, and so it will let you know if if it needs some help. Sure. And you know, just ongoing maintenance is is very minimal. Now at the end of the season, yeah, you should you should uh, take a look at the motors. Um, you know, during the course of a year, it'll put on 6,000 miles. Okay. On, you know, and so check sure. the wheels, maybe maybe some bearings need to be, you know, yeah. you just need to, just general maintenance. Sure. But uh, that's another beauty of it. I mean, it's not like you're pouring gas in all the time. It's not like you're changing oil. Sure. Not, none sure. of those, those don't exist anymore. Sure. So if a contractor were to, you know, be involved where a, a dealer installs it, but a contractor gets involved in terms of they're taking care of the rest of the trimming and the edging and yeah, that type yeah, of stuff at that yeah. property. Would the contractor be involved in any any of that maintenance, or does it still go back to that factory trained dealer? Well, and and that's where, I mean, because the pretty installation minimal. is is the deal, right? And and so, uh, I would expect that that as this model evolves, that the the landscaper pro would would take over. Sure. Uh, you know, he would have to have access on the portal mm -hmm. to monitor the performance, to yeah. give it commands. Sure. Uh, you can you can identify what the issues are, and and that would be the service that the that the landscapers are providing. So got it. Uh, you know, the the, the whole robotics uh, commercial landscaper model is 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 evolving right now. Yeah. And people are are experimenting with with different ways of, of going about this mm -hmm. and so I I would expect that in the near term they're gonna be lots of different thoughts I mean do you do you charge a premium do you do you charge a discount do you you know <laughs> nobody's quite sure right but as this this thing will take shape and morph into a into a consistent business model I think it, it, there's a lot of smart people out there. Sure. That they're going to figure out how this fits into their business. Absolutely. And this this model that you have here uh, at this event, uh, this is the second generation of your robotic mower. Right. Uh, the uh, the concept of this mower was developed in uh, Europe, in Belgium, actually, okay. uh, a number of years ago, and so that has. Uh, the sales of this has increased over the last few years to the point where uh, the Gen 1s are, are currently maintaining uh, over 1,200 soccer fields. So this is not a new concept. Sure. Uh, Europe is, is more... Uh, uh, robot friendly. <laughs> robot friendly. I think that's a great way to put it. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to say they're ahead of us. <laughs> they're more robot friendly. And uh, so... so but it was time for to to refresh and sure. time to uh, look at what we've learned over the last few years. Mm -hmm. uh, take a look at the, at the software platform, all new software platform. Okay. Uh, the the uh, 
uh, internal uh, design is more robust. The uh, the externals are uh, have a family orientation. Yeah. And and so that was all done prior to introduction in North America. And so of course with with, with uh, new software platform, of course there's a lot of testing that goes with that. Absolutely. And so. Um, so this year we were finally able to introduce Gen 2 and, and the timing was great because North America is just now right. starting to get it, you know, figure out that, hey, these robots are for real. Sure. And sure. so the, the, the timing was great. Yeah. So is this something you'll, you'll have at uh, GIE then? or? We will, uh, we will be demonstrating this at GIE, both uh, inside and, and outside. Okay. And uh, with the with the products that we offer, uh, we'll also be at the PGA show. Okay. We'll be at the sure. the uh, uh, GIE show. Excuse me, GIS show, and also STMA. Okay. So we're we'll, the next uh, three months. We're going to be hitting the show circuit. Sure, sure. And uh, regarding the dock, um, is that something? Does that need to be? covered in any way i mean it's uh when it is just docked from uh, yeah i know it can be out in the weather itself but when it's docked should that be covered in some way uh the the uh docking station has been designed to be weatherproof okay it's ul approved and okay. ul is kind of a stickler on this sure and so the uh we do require that it's hardwired and okay. so can't just use an extension cord right. to plug it in, yeah. uh, and that's for safety and, and to maintain the, the UL approval. Sure, but it can it can stay uh, at the docking station through all weather, okay. all weather conditions. Um, as far as the mower is concerned, it, it mows in in the, in the rain. Now, uh, we do recommend that if there's a storm coming. You pull out your cell phone and you hit return to station and stay there right. until I tell you to start start mowing again. Sure. But other than that, uh, it's it's pretty much uh, weather resistant. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thanks a lot for uh, taking a few minutes to uh, talk about uh, talk about the robot and and what's and what is the it's the TM TM two thousand two thousand. Thanks for sharing all that information on the TM2000, Joe. I'm looking forward to hearing about how the contractors will use the unit going into the future. For more information on the TM2000, other products, and additional episodes of the Grassroots Podcast, visit greenindustrypros.com.